Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning. How are you doing today? What are you experiencing? (laughs) Such an important question, such a beautiful frame for that question. So what are you experiencing today? I am, uh, I just, just made it about halfway um, on my trip, maybe just a touch over halfway. I have three long-ish days ahead of me, not too long, not like 11 hours of driving long. But to me, and where I'm at and what I'm experiencing in my body, in my health, in my energy levels, even like a seven, eight hour day, which is about what I will have, um, feels long. It feels long. So (laughs) that's what I'm experiencing. But I am in this beautiful hotel room with this beautiful view of the water and, um, we're going to pull some cards. (laughs) We're going to pull some cards. I'm not going to linger on this reading. um, Because these last three days, does anybody ever experience that thing when they're driving? Um, Whether it's like just home from another town, or home from somewhere really far, where, you know, most of the the drive is fine. And then it's like the last little bit before you know you get there, you start to get tired. I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but um, even like driving to a town around my old hometown and then the drive back was like exhausting, even though it was like the same length of drive as I did in the morning to get there. I don't know what that's about, (laughs) but that's kind of, if you understand that feeling, um, then you'll understand where I'm at, which is I've crossed halfway and now I'm on the downswing. And so my mind almost tells me it's going to be different. Like, oh, are we there yet? Kind of energy. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So uh, we will see how the tarot readings go. Um, it's like one of those things where you have the time, but you don't have the energy. It's like that. So um, we'll just see where where the next few tarot readings get me. Um, do not be surprised if I miss one or two or three. Um with just how this week is going to end. But um, if that ever happens, there are definitely episodes you can go back to. Um, So definitely um, take advantage of that. Um, The full moon ones would be good to go back to right about now because the new moon in Taurus um, and there's like eclipse stuff happening around that, um, I think is the... 30th. And if my math is correct without looking at a calendar, um, I think that's Saturday or Sunday. Um, So uh, now would be a really good time to go back to my full moon 
um, tarot reading that was just last, the Libra one, and and re-listen and consider what has been going on the last two weeks, um, because big things would have been revealed, um, big raw things might be revealed, things about relationships are being revealed, and we need to figure out what we want to prune, uh, what we want to release, um, because we're about to plant a new seed here on the 30th. So really important time to kind of weed out and get rid of and release some things um, that we didn't release in the last month uh, that, that we're really being called to. And those readings might really help you pinpoint what that is. Okay, so <laughs> let's get on with today's reading though. Um, today in the self-abandonment spot, we have the devil. Um, yeah, I said that right. I don't think we, have we had the devil? I'm not sure we have. Um, maybe we have reversed once. And then self-returning is the three of cups. And to me, this is like super clear energy that our abandonment is still rooted in old patterns and old issues around control um, and old issues around what control us. So it's both and. It's how do I control others, especially when it comes to using um, things like money, love, home, family, um, uh, uh, sex, um, am I controlling somebody else using those things almost as a threat or a manipulation? Or am I also being controlled by those things? Relationships, sex, home, money, resources, that sort of thing. Um, Do those really manipulate me and make me decide and make me feel controlled um, in the situation? And so really looking at those and the devil brings with it Capricorn energy. So some of you might be dealing with a Capricorn um, in a self-abandoning way. Or you might just be in Capricorn shadow energy, which is ambition before connection. Um, Pretty much. (laughs) Um, And really about... um, the old ties that bind us. Capricorns can get really caught in the past, even though they may not tell you. Um, But there's this pattern with Capricorns of um, really holding on to the past um, underneath it all as a driving force. Like this can be good because it's really about learning from the past and looking to the past to really inform how to do things better um, and and where, where you need to work at things. But in its shadow energy, it's really about still making moves and doing patterns because you have not processed the past and um, still kind of just functioning functioning in a really codependent way. The devil to me is, is such a a codependent energy um, because there's so much around power dynamics and control when it comes to codependency. 
So watching for those tendencies today, and if you're um, returning, you know, I specifically have an intention of talking to people and hopefully calling people into this podcast who want tarot that is going to bring them back to themselves, not get more wrapped up in someone else's um, codependency. And so this really almost hardly needs to be spoken of here as much as I talk about it, because this is the pure energy. The devil really is um, the card for those old patterns, uh, especially of self-sacrificing or doing things to get something, right? Um, and there's a lot of financial insecurity that comes with this card um, of holding on tight, want, always wanting more and more and more because of that insecurity. It's not coming from a regenerative desire, it's coming from a fear. And the devil is really about the patterns and the way we, the things we do out of fear that really separate us from people. And so I think the self-returning card really speaks today because the Three of Cups is really about coming together with people um, on an emotional level. And I think that's how we can keep coming back to ourselves when codependency comes up, is we need to keep forming bridges to each other's hearts and not each other's bank account. <laughs> old trauma it's is it like a thing now is this just something i notice but it seems like more and more people want to connect with their partner by talking about their trauma (laughs) and while i think that's important i actually do think it's important to understand your partner um there's something there that's like that can be a controlling thing. We can un, unintentionally try to control someone uh, because we understand their trauma and we think we know what they should do, um, even though we might not be psychotherapists or somatic practitioners or trauma, you know, informed coaches, things like that. Um, yeah, just a funny little thing. And so Three of Cups says, ooh, that doesn't have to be your bond. You know, trauma, old patterns, um, materialistic fear, um, you know, codependency. That doesn't have to be what bonds you. And in fact, it's it's not what we want usually in the long term. Um, it feels safe to us. It feels... Um, homey in a way it it feels homey because it's comfortable Um, the reason we stay in patterns is because they're predictable right pattern think math there's a reason we call these things patterns because they're so predictable just like you can predict the outcome of a pattern in a mathematical equation predictable and my goodness If you're codependent, you probably just enjoy certainty. (laughs) And to play out a pattern that doesn't serve you, you might be like, why do I keep doing this? Because it's predictable. 
and predictable safe. And it's certain you can count on that outcome. And so we rather have the kind of gritty um, fight outcome, um, things falling apart outcome, not getting what we want from our partner outcome, because that's predictable. We know how to deal with that. But what if we got everything we wanted? Would we be able to hold that? That's a whole different pattern. And to get everything we want, that true happiness, that true fulfillment is to grapple with uncertainty that you don't know what comes after that. But you know what comes after your own patterns of codependency. You know what happens when you pick a fight with your partner, right? You know what happens when you try to control. You know what happens when um, you bring up a a money issue um, at 11 p.m. at night. Like we all know the outcomes. Um, And while it's painful, it's predictable. And we will always pick predictable and deal with the pain. Um, at least our ego will, right? Um, because it, it just really enjoys predictable um, because it wants to know. It's, it's uncomfortable with living in uncertainty. And so our work, especially as codependents, is to get really comfortable, to kind of begin to live inside of uncertainty and be okay with uncertainty and navigate uncertainty and be at peace with uncertainty just as you would floating on the waves of an ocean, right? Um, You can't predict the ocean. You can't predict the waves of a lake. Um, But if you float, if you go loose, if you don't try to control, you'll just stay on top. Um, And that's always kind of my image for navigating uncertainty and codependency is I need to go limp. I need to go loose. Um, I need to allow what's going to happen to happen. Um, and, and, and kind of go with that. And it's not necessarily go with the flow, but it's ride the wave. Right. Um, and, and don't try to control, um, the wave (laughs) sort of thing. Um, and so again, with the three of cups, we're wanting to, to bridge that gap, you know, when we're ready to step off that hamster wheel and that pattern that's so predictable, um, and step into uncertainty and step into new patterns, then we really need to be connected heart to heart with others. We need a, an emotional support system and we need more than one person. I mean, it's great to have one person. If you can only have one person, that's great. A lot of people will feel like they don't even have that. Um, and that's fair. And that's a real experience. Um, one I have been well acquainted with of feeling like I didn't necessarily have any friends at a certain point in time when people were moving and doing other things and not available, um, really felt like I didn't have that emotional support. Um, so just wanted to name that in case you feel that way. Um, but this is about really bringing that in. And these are people that you want to look for people who really have gotten in touch with their own heart and have, have kind of 
done their own work around whatever pattern you want to get out of. Um, it doesn't mean this person is an expert. Um, if we're thinking friends or family, these are just people who can also navigate the same thing. And when you look at them, you're like, you know, they're navigating this pretty well. Um, they're not perfect, but, but, you know, I really appreciate the way they look at this and the way they practice it and bring them in and give them a call and talk to them and ask them questions and be honest and, um, ask for feedback, things like that. Just run things by them. Sometimes ask them if that's okay. Like, can, you know, can I run some things by you? And can I have a heart to heart with you? It's really the three of cups. Like, and this might even be your partner. This might not just be friends or coaches or therapists. This might, and honestly, if you, if you can, um, bringing your partner in as part of this is is actually the first go and I honor that a lot of people won't feel that they can do that um but if you have even a smidgen of hope um you know bridging that heart space with your partner so important so important and being able to um be there with each other on an emotional level, or at least be trying to, at least be trying to. Now, in terms of what you can do, again, just reaching out to people, talking to them. The And if it is your partner, just remember that the more honesty, the better. And the more you own um, what you say to them, because There is a navigation to be had when we talk to our partner about them and our experience of them, of things like defensiveness coming up and and things. And so really trying to claim um, your experience for you without blaming them is going to be very important. Um, And that can be... um, a particular navigation and conversation to be learned. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not going to get into it here. <laughs> um, let me know if you want something like that for me, but there are other people out there who, who do talk about this as well. Um, but there is a particular way to navigate and, and communicate, um, your truth without blame. Um, and it's worthy work. So if you can bridge the gap of emotional support with your partner, um, if not them, a friend or one or two or three friends, maybe someone who you're feeling out. Um, and so you're going to kind of reach out and give them a tidbit, um, see if they can be supportive, try a couple times. Uh, sometimes we just catch people on a day, you know? Uh, or um, prep them, ask them. You know, I'm looking to have a heart-to-heart. Um, it's a very emotional conversation. Are you able to hold a more, like, objective view? Um, things like that. Um, yeah, I think that's really what we need to do today is notice our code, codependency, notice our old patterns, and start reaching out and running it by people 
and in that way, becoming closer, having closer relationships um, to get you through these hard times. I really believe, and Hillary McBride writes about this in her book, that the first line of defense before we go into fight and flight is to tell someone we trust that something's going on and that that moves us up the ladder into bodily safety. Um, And we usually think, you know, something happens and then we go straight into fight, flight or fawn or freeze. And she says, there's, there's kind of a middle step, which is social. Um, And we don't always get it. You know, sometimes we do bypass that things happen too fast, but that when something relational happens, that's not urgent and immediate um, and kind of in your face in that moment into fight or flight, the best thing we can do is reach out and run it by someone and talk to them about it, someone we trust, and that that helps regulate us. Uh, So that's another thing with the Three of Cups is um, regulating with others by being very real and sharing your experience with them. Um, and being able to talk that through. So, um, that's what I have today. So it sounds like a good day to, to call a girlfriend or text someone back or, um, uh, you know, reach out to someone new or sit down with your partner and, and tell them something real about what you're experiencing and, um, you know, have a little heart to heart with people. Um, and and probably about any of these things, old patterns, codependency, etc. So that's what I have for you today. Oh, I hope you enjoy the day. Wish me luck on my drive. And I will see you again tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> All right. I care about you lots. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.